take the safer route. Now it's ownership and bank account. Put up the beef with that cake about. Young and black on that paper route. They never thought we'd make it out. Never thought we'd make it out. Cause we didn't take the safer route. Now it's ownership and bank account. Put up the beef with that cake about. Young and black on that paper route. They never thought we'd make it out. What's the deal? We back again. Episode six, Richard Hart podcast. Your boy Muchy B. And the princess of the pod, Mariah. And uh, we got we got a special guest in the building. We gonna let him introduce himself. Go ahead. Yeah, my name is Ron Ron. Uh, in the Crenshaw District, Crenshaw and Slauson. And I'm happy to be here, man. We appreciate having you. And for those who do not know who Ron Ron is, he is the nephew of the legendary Raymond Washington, the founder of the Crips. Yes, yes, ma'am. I, 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 I can't hear myself back. That's how it's supposed to be. Go ahead, keep going. I'll fix it. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, that's big for me, right? Because I'm coming from the community I come from, and uh, I got a legitimate dude from the other side of the tracks. You know what I mean? He got a story, and this the first time for me to be interviewing somebody in in that capacity. You know what I mean? Aside from being in jail. Uh, having conversations with people like that because we gotta coexist, but we doing it by option now, and uh, so that's big for me. You know what I mean? And then I, I got my girl Mariah right. Here. I know she got a lot of questions. Have you ever dealt with a dude doing time before? Uh, doing jail time? Right. Uh, yes, I have. You have? Yes. How much time you do? Um, three, four months. Nothing too crazy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nothing too crazy. <laughs> it was my kid. Yeah, it was nothing too crazy. No, no. Hey, so you held it down for three, four months? Yeah, absolutely. I was pregnant, so I had no choice. You had no choice. Well, that's good. That's good. That's good. I mean, what but, happened with y'all though? Um, we just have two kids, and that's it. Oh, okay. We just coexist. Just coexist. You want yeah. any more? Absolutely not. Okay, you you like my kids it. are big, and we're they're two and done. <laughs> Everything. Hey, hey, hey. So, uh, my boy Ron Ron, he he had a he had a journey. He got a story. He uh did some time. How, how long you do, Ron Ron? did uh, almost 30 years. 30 years? Yeah. And then, wow. I'm going to go back to, to, to your time, but coming home, what was the biggest shocker? Because I know it's like a culture shock coming home from doing all that time. What was the biggest shock to you? Felt like a giant to these people, man. They short. <laughs> I was like, wow, these people short and I'm just tall. But, you know, the really shocker to me is Getting used to people, you know, rubbing elbows with you, like it's like compact out here. So when you walk in and somebody bump you, you expect somebody to say excuse me, but they they just walk right past you, don't say nothing. And depending that it's not gonna happen. Right, coming from where you coming yeah, from, left front prison is way more structure. It's and way more structure. You do step on somebody's foot, don't they say excuse me? What will happen? Don't get knocked down. Right. So penitentiary rules. If we had them in the outside world, do you think that we would get along better? If you had me in the outside world? Like the penitentiary rules as far as like this? I think that it would be more structure, yeah. Because where he just came from on that level uh, of a prison is more structure, more respect, because if it, if it ain't the respect there, it will go. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's life, it's life or death. You know what I mean? And I think it was like that like in the 80s. Like growing up in the 80s and the 70s, we had a lot of respect. You might have a little bit of this and here and there disrespect for them, but for the most part, it was a lot of it was respect. Now it's just like when you when my, like my last ten years in prison, you've seen a lot of little kids coming in on some other stuff. They not they not 
doing the program they're supposed to do. Like we 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 structure a program. Now if you if you try to wiggle in through this program and doing what you want to do, it's not, that's not gonna happen. You either gonna get with the program or you gonna get dealt with straight up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So 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 from from my my generation up towards yours, you uh. You think people lost respect for the they elders as far like as far as the like they older homies, the G homies or whatever? I think they did. I think they just I think the drugs did it, man. I think hmm. the drugs in prison, you know what I'm saying? Dudes off these drugs and off these little pills and stuff they was taking, took them off their square and started doing some goofy stuff that, that caused them to either get DP to rolled up. So when you first went in, um drug like the drug problem wasn't as much of a big deal but over time you got to see the changes well when i first came to prison a lot of people if you was on drugs you was doing it in your cell you wasn't bringing that outside the cell okay it was frowned upon yeah so now you got cats that's just (laughs) 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 they just it don't matter you know what i'm saying so but then you got people like me that want to go home and trying to get to the house to where i'm not going to put my hands on them because now I'm jeopardizing my, my opportunity to go home. And I'm taking all these groups for change and get some insight into myself and, and learning things about myself to where I know I can use this as a, as a coping skill, as a tool to be better. Why would I do that? You know what I'm saying? Putting my hands on somebody else be. Okay, looking at Kev Mac, Kev, Mac, Kev Mac interview, I heard the story of your squabbles, you know what I'm saying? You can now play boy gangsters. All that and uh, doing this twenty nine year old twenty nine year stretch. When you think the change came, like you know what I'm saying, the transition to where you start looking at things a little different. Well, I think it was be, uh, my change started. I was in the hole. We had a ride with the uh, Compton and Watts card, the neighborhoods with the Compton and Watts over gambling, over money. You know, those <laughs> are the things that we always get into <laughs> it about. But I was sitting in the hole, man. I was in there like my first six months in the hole, and um. Uh, my mother and father came to visit me, and my oldest brother, rest in peace, came to visit me, and uh, my mother kind of got on me. You know, she would just get, just talk to me like, you know, Ryan, you got to understand something. We're doing this time with you. You're not doing this by yourself. So what affects you affects us. With everything you do affects us. Because we're sending you these packages. We're sending you. We're going out our way to send you this money to go to the store every month. You know what I'm saying? We're paying for lawyers trying to get you out of jail. He said, I challenge you to change your way of thinking. This is what I challenge you to do. I need you to start thinking before you start reacting, man. Stop letting these dudes take you down. You know what I'm saying? And I sat in the bucket. I thought about it. I was just like, damn, man, change. I said, shit, man, I've been in prison 10 years. You don't want some change, man. I was about to ask uh, how many many years you was in before you got that visit. Yeah, 10. And um, I was like... This is my mama, man, so I, I can't just disregard what she's saying, but at the end of the day, I'm still on this yard with these dudes, so you know, I ain't trying to look, look, look weak or nothing like that, but I look at a lot of my big homies when I first came, when I first came in, who gave me the blueprint on how to do this time, mind your business, do you, and, and, and stick with the program. Whatever the program is with the homies, stick with it, man. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't, don't veer away. So I, I did that, you know what I'm saying? But uh, thought about it, and I thought about it. I said, man, I got to give this, this change thing a, a chance. So when I got out the hole, I started doing other things, you know what I'm saying? And I told my homeboys, I said, man, I'm going to just chill. You know, y'all the homies, I'm here. 
but I just need to figure some things out about my life, man, and, and try to get out of here, man. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta walk this road trying to better myself. So it started there, and I, I, I bumped my head a few times, you know. So I done got went to the hole a couple more times, bones, all this old stuff. I done had fights and stuff, but nothing's perfect in this world, you know what I'm saying? So. Mm -hmm. And then when you talk to homies, that they respected it, right? And they respected it because they see if you're not straddling the fence, they're gonna respect what you what you're doing. Right. Uh, if you around here saying I change, I'm going to church, I'm doing this, but I'm over here game banging, blood and cribbing, whatever, they gonna they ain't gonna respect that. They gonna get with your program, like dude. They gonna get with your program because you can't straddle the fence. Mm -hmm. So me, I'ma say that I was I was hood, you know what I'm saying? As we would say, I was hood, but at the end of the day, I still needed to be a man. A man is gonna make choices that's gonna be hard for him to really do. And one of the hardest things I can do is just change my views on certain things and, and walk away from certain things I may see like, oh, man. You know, I can walk away from a fight. Motherfucker called me up, I'm like, oh, okay. Hey, it's, hard, it's hard to do the right thing. Like, it's, it's real easy to, uh, you know what I'm saying, go, go do the negative thing, go turn up. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's hard, though, because what you, what you did and you hollered at the homies, like, I'm about to go, you know what I'm saying, get it right. A lot of people ain't going to have the courage to do I told them, you know, and a lot of my little homies that come to the yard always come check in, come see me and this and that. But I just show them, bro, this is the program. This is what we do, bro. Hey, man, I encourage you to do this, do that. But I know you, you're the homie and you're going to do what you do. But don't get nobody caught up in your shenanigans. Because hmm. if you get us caught up in your shenanigans, that's your ass. That's just part of me. You just got to tell them. Right. Right. So one of my favorite books is the autobiography of Malcolm X. And I believe he did what almost seven years. And at one point he was able to free his mind. So his mind wasn't in prison. Um, at what point do you think that you were able to free your mind from being in prison? So your thoughts aren't so negative And when you are able to think clear in more of a positive attitude, maybe, um, you know, wake up every day and not look at life as like this is just the infamy allowing my faith in god to surface and work within me and not fighting it you know once i i, I believe in i'm a true believer in god i believe in god you yes. know what i'm saying i believe he is real and yes. he works you know what i'm saying so when i start just like i start reading my bible you know what i'm saying i start praying I start doing a lot of things like that. You know, I go to church. You know, sometimes I be thinking church is politics sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It was politics in the church, but at the end of the day, it's your personal relationship with God. You know what I'm saying? So I always try to keep God a center point, even in prison. I keep it, keep God a center point in my life. Even if I mess up, I can still go back and pray and ask for forgiveness, and I can, oh, I can be forgiven. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Despite of what may happen on this yard after I did, if I go to the hole, I go to the hole, but I know... I can go in in this prayer and I can know that I can, it's still, it's still, change is still there. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I also tell myself, there's always room for better. So if I'm doing good now, there's always room for better. So I always challenge myself in that too. So I think uh, it was my faith, man. I, I just allowed my faith to really work within me to, uh, and I let people see it because I was going to church. I go to church. I was a Muslim at one point in prison. I did the Islam thing too. I mean, you know. Uh, I what made like, you change? I'm sorry to cut well, you. Well, I did think the Islam was more structured. It was a lot of structure in Islam. That's what I hear. Like the, the, the structure that people, 
people might not be that religion, but they're practicing because it's structure. It's a lot of structure. And I was a part of the nation. Uh, you know, did the general, I did recite general orders, everything. But in the back of my mind, I was like, Jesus is Lord, man. So, you know, I, was, I think I did it for the structure instead of doing it because this is what I wanted to do. So, uh, so in the beginning of your time, what you get sentenced to? Christian, when I first came in. No, 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 no. When you when you first uh, got got sentenced, what? what oh, what I was sentenced to. Right. Fifteen to life. Okay, okay. Fifteen to life. I took a deal because I thought I was going to Y. I thought he was going to send me to Youth Authority, and um, that never was on the table. According according to the judge, I had seen the psych and everything, man. Damn. So hold on, you who had you under the uh the, the preachers like the, the understanding that you was about to head towards Youth Authority? My lawyer. How old were you? 18. Wow. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Nah, man, that, that, that's that's toe up. So he, man, your uh, counsel's supposed to explain what's going on, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and you signed up for something she, that. She told me that I'm going to get you 15 years of life. You're going to go to youth authority. You're going to do 12 years. Hmm. And I'm like, you sure? She said, yeah, we're going to have a psychiatrist come see you. For the for the site, why it's psyched to see you and all this other stuff. So that's what happened. They postponed it. I took the deal. We seen the wide uh, the site for why she recommended Youth Authority for me. I was I was in the county jail with my homeboy Swanee. He blind too. My I heard about Swanee. him. Yeah, and I was telling him, Hey man, they ain't going to why? I think they're gonna send me to why, man. Do 12 years and this and that. He said, Shit. He was like, Nigga, if I was to go to trial, buddy. I mean, shit. You go to why? That's cool. I get to court, man. I get up in there thinking it's all good, man. He said, what? If I had to rule on this, I would deny this. We never spoke on this. And I looked at my lawyer. I said, for real? And they sent me to prison. And that's crazy. So um, were you able to go up to the parole board at any time during your sentence? I went 10 times. Right. And I'm they denied to, you 10 times. I'm about to ask you. 10th time, I got found. This, this, this is a crazy thing, right? Tomorrow's my birthday. Mm -hmm. Happy early birthday, yeah, man. Happy early yeah. birthday. But you know the bittersweet about that is on uh, August 31st, 2018, my mother passed away on my birthday. Damn. Rest in love to your mother. Saying? And I went to the board six days after I went to the, after my mother passed away. So now I'm in there like, damn, my mama died. I'm sick. I'm sick. My daddy had just had a stroke. So I'm like, God damn. I'm sick as a mug, but... I go on that board six days after the fact, and it was like, man, I got a date. I went to the board. They found me suitable, but they, what he told me was, he said, man, you know, basically, you were saying your mama made a deal with God for you to come home. Hmm. I didn't know how to take that, man. I didn't know how to take that. I'm like, what? But, you know, I, I take it as a blessing, but I lost my mama. And I, and I, and I kind of blame myself because of my, my, my behavior. If I wouldn't put myself in certain situations to go to prison, I'll probably be there for my parents. I'll be there for my father. But it's a learning experience, and I just know that everything has a purpose. You know what I mean? So, were you able to go? To, I'm sorry, Munchie. Were you ahead. able to go to your mother's uh, they service? Wouldn't, they wouldn't let me go because I was a high risk. My sister was finna. I had the money to uh, give to the people. I was gonna get escorted. Man, at the last minute, they told me, you're still a high risk. Even though you're finna go home, you got a date, you're still considered a high risk. So they didn't let me go. So I come home January 7th, four months 
later, 2019, and my dad, I, I was able to stay with my dad 90 days, and he passed away right there. I've uh, I seen this transition the night before. You know, I didn't really understand it, but I seen him. He was sweating, and looking like his eyes. I just kissed him. I told him I love him, and I, and I left. Come home, I left, and when I was coming back, I guess he passed away. Got the phone call, and um, I just asked. Uh, I asked my ex-girlfriend. I was like, he didn't make it, huh? And she was like, no. Nah. I was like, damn. And then, you know, they wanted me to keep the body there so I can get there and see my dad. I was like, no, nah, man. I already seen him, seen him the night before. I don't want to see him like that. But as soon as I got there, I cried like a baby, man. As soon as I went in that room, I was like, damn. <laughs> so all this. Then Nip get killed the same day. Oh wow. Nip get killed the same day. While we in the house with, you know, with my father, we doing this. We hear the police going down Sloss, and we get a call. Nip got shot at the marathon. Same hmm. day. Wow. March so it was 31st. a chaotic March day. March Five days after my dad turned seventy, my father passed away. So all this in your memoirs. Yeah. Man, you know she uh, get down with the books. She be. I got my memoirs too, cause I used to write journals in my in the pen. I got journals, and I'm turning them into memoirs called "In My Own Words." Hmm. So I'm just uh, I got pictures, I got all that stuff. So it's you got cool. legendary photos. Yeah. But, you know what I'm saying? You you got pictures of your uh, your pops, Raymond Washington, yeah, all that. I got pops, everybody, man. Right. Yeah, just get at me if you ever need help with the book. I write books, so yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Get in because I've been. On that, because once my we, we, we promoted my movie, Birth of a Crypt, the Raymond Washington story, we promoting that. Well, we trying to, but you know, Hollywood is on strike right now, so it's the writer's strike. Yeah, so now it's kind of hard, but I got uh, people like Bobby Brown, the singer, he's helping me. Wow. Helping, he helping the family, he's really pushing it. And we got Big U, uh, we got Kenya Ware, we have, uh, we have all these people that's really helping us, man. We did. All the interviews, I told Munchie when we do it, they need a blood on there. I got hey, it. Hey, I'm in there. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, that's dope. Yeah, so, you know, it's just, we just, it's just about Raymond as the person. You know, we we know who he was as a gang member, but what was his whole purpose of starting the movement? He started at, at 13 right. years old. Okay, but it's the little discrepancy. Did, did that get cleared up? Anybody from the east side reach out? Because I know a gang of the, well, the OG, Triple OGs from the east side feel like, the West, I got their hands in it so much. Like, did any of that get resolved? Like, or some of them take part of it, like, or, or join? No, I don't think, uh, who called Barefoot Pookie? It was a few dudes that, that, uh, that Bare, was on Barefoot there. Barefoot Pookie from the West Side. Yeah, he from the West Side. But I don't really know a lot of them dudes that they interviewed. But my thing with that, then, if that's the case, why y'all didn't do a movie? Right. You know what I'm saying? Why y'all didn't do a movie, bro? It's just, it's like, this is family. Y'all took that initiative. Yeah. The whole thing was, you know, everything was based on a thought. You know what this thought was? The thought was I was supposed to write a book. The book was from my journal. This was me. It was me, Kenya, and my homeboy, Lamont, Baby Waco. Mm -hmm. We talking in the living room. He said, man, you should make them journals into memoirs, make it into a book. Mm -hmm. That's how it started. We said, okay, well, I can do that. I can do that because I had all my stuff. I had sent my journals home when I got found suitable for parole. I sent all my journals home to Lamont, baby, wait. I said, read those, man. He said, boy, you can make a book out of this because it's just a lot. Then it turned around. He was like, when we was talking about my Uncle Raymond, he was like, you know what? You can make a movie out of Raymond. 
because, you know, that's your uncle, this and that. I mean, they need to know what's really going on with Raymond and all this. So we decided, okay, we can do that. That's how it all started, though. Now, as far as the East Side thing, like I said, man, I mean, they can always – they could have talked to the people that was that was helping me with it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. yeah, I know they get they know, they know how to get in contact with Big You. I yeah. think everybody do. Or they could have talked to me because I knew a couple cats from the East Side that I I dealt with myself, but nobody said nothing to me. Hmm. So, and I would have been receptive to okay, that's cool. Y'all could have probably came in. They could have interviewed you and everything, and y'all could have been on here. But I don't know if they want to be on the interview, if they want to be on TV, if they want to do this. I don't know that. Right. But you ain't said nothing to me. And I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't put too much energy in it, man. If they still want to talk, I mean, it's cool. I mean, cause it, it ain't done. Yeah, I don't think you hard to get in contact with. If I wouldn't even, met, if I wouldn't have met you through Skip, I still would have. I, I think I could have found an avenue to get get through to you. Yeah, for sure. Cause so, I, I definitely like this guy right here. I've been wanting to holler at him even before we start doing this. Just you know, have a sit down with him because I know he's he's a dude that that has his hands in things. And I know with the two communities, we can always come with a resolution on something. Yes. That's my whole thing. What's the resolution to the conflict that we have with each other? How can we solve, how can we solve this type of stuff? You know, we've been doing this shit for years. Inglewood Family Six has been beefing for years, 40-some years, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Just like us in the H-Ray Gang, so we've been beefing them 40-some years. What kind of resolution can we have to stop this bullshit? How can we stop it or at least slow this stuff down? Because I know everybody's not going to be with it. But at the end of the day, I think they all will respect the fact that this is what we were trying to do. Yeah. And that's me. That's where I'm at with it. You know what I'm saying? That's why I can go to Inglewood, talk to him. I can go talk to my boy Bandy. I can talk to Tiny Nut. I can talk to Kick-Ass. I can talk to these dudes in Inglewood and be like, what's up, man? Because I got their ear and I got the respect from him. And some of them I bang with, like Kick-Ass. I bang with Kick-Ass. I know him. His brother, my big homie Knuckles. So I know him. I knew the guy from NHP. I know all these dudes. Mm -hmm. And so they can't, man, I just know these dudes like I know dudes from Matrix Gangsters. I know dudes from different hoods, and we have a good relationship. Mm -hmm. Because it's all about respecting how you, how you present yourself to people, man. Because you ain't, I'm not out here with the extras trying to be this and trying to be that. I'm just being me, man. So being that you were about eight years old when your uncle Raymond Washington had passed, um, and you know, you did a long time in prison. Now that you're out, do you get a certain level of respect being that, um, or do you have to introduce yourself that way? Or do you just keep that private? Uh, I used to keep it private. Truthfully, I kept it private for a long time until my homeboy Kev Mac interviewed my dad. He found out some type of way and he interviewed my pops. And I talked to Kev, he was like, man, I didn't know Raymond Washington was your uncle. <laughs> I was like, man, I said, well, shit, man, I didn't think it was that big of an issue. <laughs> and I didn't think you would believe me anyway because I'm a light-skinned dude right in Washington, dark. Mm -hmm. You know, my dad dark. I mean, he's dark brown. I mean, we, me and my baby, so just came out light. But, yeah, so I got another shit, uncle that was- Kev Mac, a hood historian, he be digging. Yeah, He'll he figure did. it out. Yeah, and I got another uncle that was in the pen with Raymond. That's my mother's baby brother named Rick, Richard Brown. His name was Back Arms. Original Vanguard in prison. So they was in Tracy together. So I got two uncles that got names in prison. I just talked to my Uncle Ricky, too. He's a, he's a preacher. He did life. He had 17 years, got out. Um, now he's ministering in, up north, but he's mm -hmm. originally out of Watts. Hmm. So, you know, it's just like, 
I mean, it, it is what it is, but, you know, I don't, my identity was my identity. I never right. used Raymond as my crush to say, we know Raymond, watch my uncle, man. So, no, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I got his name on his on own. My own. On his own, right. yeah. On my own. Yeah. You That's know? how I go. You got to make your own name. got to make my own name, man. You know, I started off with another name and got my own name, and I just moved up, go to jail at 18, and. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying I'm the baddest. I wasn't. I'm not. I don't consider myself the baddest in nothing. I was just me, and I just don't let nobody get in my way of what I'm trying to do. If I feel like I'm being disrespected, I handle my business. That's just what it is. Cause I'm a man first. But the hood was there. You know, yeah, the hood, yeah. But I'm a man, so you know, I don't want never want nobody to. Be, you never want to feel disrespected by no other man. That's because you're gonna be. You're gonna be. Fighting within yourself to, on what to do, because you know you're gonna want to take off of somebody, but because you're trying to change your life, it's, it's hard. Now you got to sit here and talk to yourself, and self talk about all this bull crap that's going on. But mm -hmm. then this is where all these groups in prison come in and use these uh, anger management and all these other little stuff that you've learned. So what am I gonna do? Should I walk away or should I just let this dude get away with that? Or should I whoop his ass? Okay, and the time you was in there, you, you ain't get no degrees? No, I just got a GED. I didn't really do college because too much writing for me. <laughs> college mm -hmm. was too much writing, and that wasn't my thing. I just write my journals. But I was more hands-on. I got I got, uh, I got, got certified as a plumber. I got certified in fiber optics. I got, mm -hmm. uh, I, what else I get? I was an uh, auto mechanic, auto body. I, I, I'm more a trade. Then I was anything, so I didn't I didn't mess with college too much, man. I was just like, man, that's too much writing. So um, I know that you didn't get the chance to have kids before you went to prison. You were so young. Um, while you were there, and as you were getting older, did you for the younger dudes that were there? Did you ever feel like you had to be a father figure for some of the young dudes, or some of the young dudes looked up to you as like a father figure? More so like a role model. Or a role model. Well, I, I look at myself to a lot of the dudes as big bro. You know what I'm saying? Because I was, you, you're going to babysit in prison with these kids. You're going to babysit mm -hmm. because you got to be there and watch these dudes and make sure these little knuckleheads don't get into nothing. You know, you just got to keep your eye on them sometime. I just learn, I, I tell them like this. I'm saying, man, you're going to do, you do what you do. But when you get in trouble and you come back here, you already know what's going to happen, bro. Mm -hmm. Think about your consequences. Think about your actions, man, because there's going to be consequences, man. Now, if it ain't with me, it's going to be one of the other big homies over here, and they ain't, they ain't going to have a tolerance level for you. Right. So it's on you, man. Whatever you decide to do, you better make it count, man. So so you seen you seen uh, the sit-down with me and AD was, was Skip Townsend, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Then uh, going through the comments, they like, once he seemed like he uncomfortable, or he ain't, you know what I'm saying, he ain't messing with AD. And what, but I just be liking stuff to be genuine, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like like I know me, and you, you know what I'm saying. We, yeah. we we got a genuine relationship. So the first time me and AD hollering, I'm more so wanna, I'm I'm listening or whatever, whatever. It ain't a stand up, and cause just cause I'm on the right thing, that don't mean uh, everybody else is. You yeah. know what I mean? Rolling sixties deep as a motherfucker. Maybe maybe twelve of them mess with me. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I can't expect the same thing from everybody. So I just want to make that clear. Like I wasn't standoffish or none of that. And to this day, me and AD we straight. You know what I'm saying? I seen that. I, I seen that you was more of a listener than you was. That part. I was trying to listen. You know, I was, I was giving it the ear because I ain't. I don't over talk nobody because you'll miss something talking. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know the so. cool thing about that is, you know, I learned in prison. We had this thing like these groups, and they 
and it's called active listening. You just listen to the person, listen to what he's saying. If you don't understand what he's saying, then say, I don't understand what you were saying right here. Once you can you explain it a little bit? But you got to give that person the opportunity to speak and let them just be heard. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and I hope that you get an understanding. And I think that's what he was doing. He was just letting them talk, let them be heard. And then he'll come with his own determination afterwards. You know what I'm saying? Because he did say some things like, yeah, spank my people. I, that's my boy, this and that, this and that. And he was just like, well, you know, he was optimistic. He seemed like he was a little optimistic on things, but he was open for it. That's the main thing. He was open for it. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing with me. I'm very open for it. I've been open for it. So, because I, if I could mess with dudes in prison that's from different neighborhoods and that I can deem ops, why can't I mess with them out here? Because hmm. it's an individuality with me. It don't have to be I fuck with your whole hood, but if I fuck with you, I fuck with you. You cool. Because in the end, um, there's bloodshed on both sides. And if it continues, it's you know it's going to continue to get worse and worse. And as the generations go on, these these kids are 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 pretty active out here. They they pretty dangerous. I had another question for you. Um, being that you and Tukey Williams were in prison at the same time, which is Tukey Williams was also the co-founder um, of the Crips. Mm -hmm. Did you guys ever get a chance to ever have any type of communication or anything? I seen Tookie Woods when he came down to the pen. I think it was '91, and um, he was going. He was in high power. I was going to a visit, and I just happened to see him. But no, I never had spoke to him. I've never. Uh, the closest person I know that was probably with Tookie at the time when I was down there was probably a couple of homies that was in high power. But I never, I never had words with. Him. I never spoke with him. Uh, none of that. You never had any like questions or anything for him either. Just nah, nah, I didn't have no questions for him because uh, at that time I didn't have no words because him and mommy Lil Fee had clashed up in there and mm. I was more or less like fuck it, man. Right. Got into a Lil Fee, fuck it. I mean, it's, it is what it is, you know what I'm saying. But <clears throat> as I got older, I mean, if I had a chance to meet him, I would have questions for him. I would, I would ask some questions. But, you know, unfortunately, man, they should, they should have never gassed him, man. Yeah. I don't think he deserved that. Yeah, that was, I remember being in high school and that happened. It, it was, regardless of what people say and, you know, what he was in there for, I thought it was sad. You know, I was a, I, I was a kid, but, you know, seeing that he wrote children's book and he was changing, he had changed his life around and things like that, you know, that's, as a kid, that's what I was looking at, you know, so. There ain't no difference. They ain't no different than us. If, if if they can make a decision to off somebody and kill somebody, they ain't no dis different than any any gangbanger on the street. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like who is it? Who who are they to make the, them type of decisions? You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like oh to death for you know what I'm saying? That's crazy. Mm -hmm. I mean, and now now they they doing away with it. Hmm. All these dudes that sitting on death row right now finna go to the main line. Right. They finna do away with it. So it's like, come on, man, you ain't killed nobody since Tookie. I don't think. I don't think nobody else got killed. Anybody got killed since Tookie? Um, uh, in January, the month after, there's one guy, an old white guy named The Indian Texas. guy, huh? He um, was an Indian or something like that? Something. He went black. Yeah, black. yeah. I mean, there was two people in the last, what? What, in California? As far as California yeah, goes? That was December, then the next guy was January. Yeah, California. And it ain't happened since January yeah, of But, I mean, he's the, he the first gang member I know that got the gas chamber. I don't know other gang member got the uh, got the uh, got got the uh, oh, a whole tuggy. 
Yeah, I don't oh, know. I thought he had the uh, the injection. You know, yeah, 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 well, you know, we know the term. I just say no, gas chamber. Oh, yeah. Because it's technically still the gas chamber. Yeah. They just do it inside it. Because yeah. didn't they have, I think they even had a hard time because he was yeah. so buff. I think they had they to give him another the, injection. They locked this down. Yeah. We was on lockdown for that. No, wow. they thought it was going to be an uprise. You know what I'm saying? We was on lockdown. The whole, the whole prison was on lockdown. A lot of dudes went to the whole. The whole CDC yeah. was on lockdown? Yeah. Whole CDC wow. was on lockdown when they gassed uh, Tookie. Hmm. I'm su- I was, su- was there. I was surprised they even allowed his family to even give him a service. What you mean? They can't control what goes on out here. No, just because of who he was. You, I, I was even surprised. Hey, look, Mariah, I ain't dead all the time. Not even close to run around or whatever. But I've been to prison, and then you go through R and R, and I'm like, sign this. I'm like, all right, I'm signing a body receipt. Mm-hmm. I never see these shoes. A body receipt. So that's like you. I'm saying you. Something happened to you in here that like release your body to your family or whatever. And I was like, I'm like, damn, like a body receipt. I ain't never heard of that term before. I'm like, that's crazy. I never knew that they have you sign the, that. His funeral was big. Yeah, 60 there, Hoover's, A Trey. Oh, it was Bloods and Crips there. Like, there. It was everybody at his funeral. It yeah. was on 79th and Western. Uh huh. So they have you guys sign a body receipt. Yeah. Wow, that's deep. And that body, like, you know, they got a, they got a, uh, you know, Folsom, they got a grave site behind the prison. If nobody claim their body or get their body, they just throw, they dump you in the grave site behind the, behind the wall. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. That's yeah, that, that body receipt, then I kind of like play with my head for about a whole two minutes and I had to snap out of it. Like, all right, here we go. I'm like, damn, body receipt? That was crazy. Or that body just be sitting in the morgue until somebody claim it or something. I don't know what the procedure is with that, but it's a cold thing. Yeah, but a lot of people be in jail so long, all they family done died off. They ain't got no family out there to claim them. So right. that be the case sometimes. Some people go get tossed in that, that the, the, what do you describe with the fussing thing? You know what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. That's so sad. Yeah. That's terrible. Hey, but uh, I I, I want to commend you on on, on the uh, on the on the spotter Loke interview because you got you got approached with certain questions, and I don't think nobody else could have answered it. No better, and I think that probably come from uh, being in jail, having the politics, being diplomatic, and things like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I noticed like it ceased on the internet after a while, and I, and I figured I'm like that 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 came from Ron Ron. You know what I'm saying? So I wanted to commend you on that though. But right here, we don't focus on the little Ron Ron and all the little drama though. But I have to throw that in there. Yeah, because I just feel like you know, if I, I don't I don't I don't know everything about people. You know what I'm saying? Cause you know, like I say, I was gone. So I just don't try to try to indulge myself in all that bull crap, because all that shit do is just cause another. It could have caused some other shit. So right. I gotta protect myself sometimes. You know, even on on social media, you gotta protect yourself. Cause you know, mm-hmm. you know, they'll take shit the wrong way. Just like I see on YouTube, I see my face on something saying this and saying that, even though I didn't say nothing wrong. But it says something about if a person is doing this and then if he. If he was a, a rat in prison, what would happen? Nine times out of ten, he said they would be they wouldn't even be able to unpack their stuff. I just feel like okay, I, I put myself out there, I open myself up for that. You know what I'm saying? That's why I say sometimes you just gotta guard yourself and guard your words, man. And it's no how to really. Okay, but okay to the YouTube listeners, man, you gotta you gotta listen to the whole interview. You know what I mean? Because sometimes it be broken up into parts. And, and it might seem messy just off the five minutes you seen, but the whole interview, 
if you listen to it in totality, it ain't like that. You know what I mean? And then there do be a lot of uh with these titles and you know, see clickbaits and stuff. You know what I mean? And then you might click it and it don't have nothing to do with the title. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But I heard the whole thing with Spider Loke and uh, 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 Ron Ron. You know what I mean? And, and he didn't disrespect nobody through and through. And then he, he he was real punctual and he delivered it right to where didn't nobody get offended. And see, he was right on with it though. So I, no, I, I got it. That's why I say I got a committee on that. You did that though, for real. Oh, most definitely. So um, now, do you work with the youth, or um, like, what are you, what are you doing nowadays? Since you've been home, what about four years? Been on four and a half, a little over four and a half. I work for a nonprofit uh, called Urban Alchemy, the Circle Team. We work with the homeless. Uh, I feel like that could have been the best thing for. That's the best thing for me because. About going to the board, that I would try to do what I can to give back to the community, and what no better way but to give back to trying to house homeless people and try to give them the mm -hmm. things they need, you know, uh, food, uh, water, whatever, uh, uh, housing for sure, housing. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think you know, like I said, that's living the man's right then, right then and there. And you know, I, I do things that don't expect nothing in return. I love my job. I love what I do. You know, I get tired sometimes, like, man, I be tired as hell coming home from work because I go to the gym every day and everything. But at the end of the day, I love my job. I love to, I, I love helping people. I love, you know, coming to the table with ideas, with, like with Munchie or whoever else, like my boy Baby Spike, coming with ideas to see what we can do to, to uh, cause change things. Because Spike just sent me a text now about, uh, what are you sending me? He just sent me a text about bridge, bridge uh, building night. And I think that's talking about Bloods and Crips coming together and it's gonna be full resource sharing, community healing, you hmm. know, uh, tomorrow, tomorrow night. But, okay, uh, okay. It's just- uh, And for everybody know, Spike from where? H. Ray Gangsters. That's my boy, I did, did time with him. And he's a real advocate towards change in this community and in all communities that would accept him. And, you know, and that's all I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to do the same thing. I'm just trying to be a voice, to be a vessel, man, and try to talk to these kids. Because if I can get one or two people out of 10 or 20, I'm doing something right. Yes. yes. You know what I'm saying? That's the object. If I can get two, maybe next I can get three or four people. You know what I'm saying? That's what it's all about. That's what I try to, I try to, I try to, uh, I try to, that's why I be going to the schools. Well, I ain't been since, because COVID hit. I need to pick back up, but I try to target the age group before they gain a reputation, somebody won't forgive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, that or they get too active because you know, did 29 years and somebody might see you from way back in 88 and still be pissed off. You know what I mean? But like, if you get somebody, my daughter age, you know what I mean? Well, nah, they, they be acting around 16, it's 17. typically 11 to 14 when they first start joining, right? Right. You know what I'm saying? So like, I want to get them before they get started. Like, you got a face full of tattoos or you got, Whackouts and all. I'm like, you know what I mean? You know, whatever. It's cool. Weak man, you could be straight, but I ain't trying to save your life. But you know what I'm saying? I'll be more so on that, though. And you know the one thing about talking to the to the community and talking to these people? You got to speak the language they understand. Mm -hmm. You got to speak the language they understand. And, and so they'll know where you're really coming from, man, because you've been there. And you know this is how you have to deliver what you have to say to them. So you have to basically speak their language that they understand man 
yeah, man, you know, I understand where you're coming from, but ooh, 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 but you you delivering your 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 pitch on on who you are mm-hmm. and and what you've been through in life, from where you was and to and to where you are today. And they be cold that I'm younger and I'm closer in age, and they 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 probably could hear some mm-hmm. still. You know what I'm saying? They 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 know I could resonate. You know what I'm saying? So they versus it being your mama and your mama like. Whatever age, you know what I'm saying? Your mama's mm-hmm. supposed to tell you or preach to you like that, but if you hear from somebody you know that that really been through it, that's about that life, ain't no buster, and they ain't saying it because they scared. You know what I mean? It be it be it hit kind of different. Yeah, most definitely. Um, being that you, because you have both of your parents, a lot of the times they say kids join gangs or get into commit crimes because there's an absent parent or things of that nature. Um, where do you think your head was at during that time? Me? Uh, no. I'm uh, I had my wrong. parents, uh, I think it was more or less, my, my parents had four other kids to nurture. Mm-hmm. And maybe because I felt like I wasn't getting the attention I felt I, I was looking for or deserve. You know what I'm saying? Um, I used My dad used to get on me super tough. You know, I used to get whoopings too. So I think that didn't help. I mean, it was just like I had, I had anger issues, um, you know, growing up. I mean, you push me to the wall, I'm going to start swinging. Mm-hmm. And I think um, I used to, uh, you know, growing up as a kid, I think I jumped on by other gang members because of where I grew up at before mm-hmm. I even started gang banging too. So a lot of that has to do with it too. And I was like, man, forget all that, man. If I'm going to keep getting jumped by these dudes, I'm going to be from over here, man. I know these dudes. I grew up with these dudes. It's what it is. I bet you they won't be doing this now. <laughs> and I, I joined the gang, but you know my family. Uh, I kept it away from my family for long. I tried. To, I tried my best to. I never brought it home. But the reality was, I was bringing it home when I thought I wasn't. But when my father first found my first blue rag, he found my my baby brother, Tiny Ron Ron, went in my drawer, grabbed my rag, gave it to my pops. <laughs> my pops came in there, man. What is this? Don't bring this shit in my house. And he got on me. I mean, my daddy got on me, man. My daddy got on me so hard. I looked at my little boy. I said, I'll pop you, man. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I guess you at that age sometime, man. Sets of friends and you know, looking to be noticed. A lot of it has to do with when you're young, you're impression- impressionable too, though. Yeah, so. It's a lot of it. I didn't play no sports. I mean, I tried to play sports. I played football. I was game banging playing football for Crenshaw. That didn't work. <laughs> so I should have started a little bit. I would try to play baseball and all this stuff. I mean, I boxed. My mother didn't want me to pursue it, but I used to box. I used to train. My, my cousin's a, a professional boxer, and he trained me. Over I, street gym. I, for the record, I, sports, that, that bridge gaps. A lot of people cool with each other today because they didn't play sports. As kids, you know what I mean? Like uh like Low F Bone, Mad Dog, Big D, that was all my coaches at one point. I played football with their kids, you know what I mean? And CJ Mack, you know what I mean, his his son, we all play football together and they cool with my family and my family is bloods, like, you know what I mean? And you know what I mean, I'm cool with a lot of people from my childhood because of sports. Sports really bridge gaps though. Mm-hmm. Like 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 KP from Rolling Hunters with the uh Hundred days on the nights. I mean, he lived with my uncle at one point. You know what I mean? And like, 
I couldn't go to his funeral. My family, we uh, we sent flowers or whatever. I wasn't about to go to that, but like that, I'm I'm cool with a lot of the people that I ain't supposed to be cool with. Is is because of sports. Sports bridge the gap for sure. So I don't think I ever asked you that question either, Munchie, about like um, when you first started game banging, like what make what what was that like deciding factor for you? Deciding factor. Yeah, like did it something I happen? I, I thought I was a blood elementary. I was I was I was I was I was claiming what my daddy claimed. I thought I was from uh eighty nine friendly swan and elementary just mimicking them, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, you know like a a, a parent to be racist and then they, they got some they got kids and they kids automatically racist for no reason. They don't know why. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like I mean I I'm like I didn't we was already groomed to say relative, we didn't say cousin, we say drool. When all the slob word was out like you drool, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then but keep in mind, my daddy, my dad wasn't with that. He, he didn't want me to gangbang at all. And then even when I started, my hood and my dad, from he from the east side, when it's hood days and parties, they hoods is there. So I'm trying to hang out in my dad there. So I know he there. I'm trying to stay on this side of the room. He over there. I'm watching him. Then I bump into one of his homeboys. Hey, oh, he a people over there. I'm like, I don't care, baby. I'm trying to avoid it. But he didn't, he, he didn't, you know what I'm saying? He wasn't trying to push me that direction, but you know, some people be uh like I said, people especially when you glamorize gangs and it look cool. Mm-hmm. The homies getting money, that they getting the bras, they, you know what I'm saying? And then the dude, the tough guys get the respect, you know what I mean? Like it be all that be playing a factor, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, you know, but I got I, I all the people like coming up from when I was young, I played football with, we grew up and be from different hoods. But like we all grew up and still being straight, you know what I'm saying? That's good. That's like super good. I wanted to shift gears with you, Ron Ron. Um, if you don't mind us getting personal. So now that you home, do you feel still youthful? Like do you still feel really young? Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. So do you date and stuff now? Are you married, anything? No, I'm not married. Uh, I was married. I was uh married in prison, um, for for about fifteen years. Wow. Yeah, I had a family visit and all that. That part. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah that, was that part. Okay. I was about to say the first 15 or the last 15. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I had to go back to the yeah. cell with a, with yeah. a smile on his face. Yeah. And uh, right now, I'm chilling. I'm chilling. Um, everything good. Everything seemed to be up and up. Everything hey, look, everybody out there. At the end, he'll give his uh, Instagram, you know what I mean? He's single as a cigarette, so, you know, <laughs> tap in, don't tap out. I mean, no, no. You, you, you got to look like some, and then you got to come with a W-2. You got to be employed, you know what I'm saying, but tap in. Yes, yeah. yes. Hey, yeah, it's, it's good, though. I'm just I'm just chilling. I'm just chilling and enjoying this shit, enjoying life, man. I'm out here. I do feel, sometimes I feel old, but then I hit that gym every day. Yeah. I hit that gym every day, so... When I do feel like I don't want to go, I push myself to go, but I feel good at the end of the day. I don't want to never be lazy, so. Am I right? He had me feeling like, damn, man, I'm I'm tripping. He, I him, he like, yeah, man. By the way, I just I was I was out the country for ten days. I'm like, ten days. Now I ain't, I ain't got a passport. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he came on. He, where was you at for ten days? France. Nice. To France for ten days, man. Enjoy myself. That's a that's a place I would. have... I would recommend everybody to go to, man. 
Okay, so a lot of people believe are under the impression that you like for like convicted felons or people that have been to prison, they cannot get their passport. So what are the like regulations for that? Well, once you gotta get off parole. Once you get off parole, you can basically get your passport. Okay. And it took me two weeks. I went to Dominguez, the college, went to the passport department and got my passport. Paid I for heard it. that. So and I got I got the card that looked like a driver's license and I got the book. Nice. So where's your next? Where are you going next? Well, my sister was talking about either Morocco or she want to go back to Bali. I haven't been there, but I mean I told her wherever y'all want to go, I'm I'm with it. Man, I want to go to Jamaica, bro. I want to go to Cuba. Cuba. They say Cuba cool too. I don't want to go nowhere they tripping and then because old girl got caught with that little bit of weed and they had her acting like she like shot somebody or something like it was in russia wasn't it yeah, yeah. i don't plan on going there anyway so <laughs> not like that but and being gay is, is is against the law so if you got a little girlfriend and you come with your girlfriend don't do it you want to go out the country try france you might have to have oh, yeah that's on my bucket list you can sure. use your, your debit card out there and everything so you ain't got to worry about the money issue or nothing yeah, hmm. that's on my bucket list for sure. Yeah, I was in South France. I was there in um, Monte Carlo. I was in Cannes. I forgot the other. What's that with an I? I, I Inez or whatever. I went to San Tropez. They got this place called Nikki Beach off the Mediterranean, like a little beach. One of the best day parties I've been to. I was about man. to say Nikki oh, Beach. Kind of sound. It kind of sound lit. Yeah. Like it's. it's yeah. uh I don't want to say, but you yeah. know. It sound. It was lit, bro. That part. It was lit. And you don't drink or anything I'm like that, so you was just natural, naturally. just naturally having fun, enjoying the yacht. And we drove we, like an hour, maybe an hour and a half to San Tropez. Went to Nikki Beach. It was all good. <laughs> Enjoyed myself, man. It was good, man. Nice. Good. Yeah, I got a small hiccup. I get this cleared up. I'm gonna get my passport. I need to get to Jamaica. Um, it just sounds desirable, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I want to go to Jamaica Water clean. too. I haven't been. Water huh. clean, man. Water clean. You been to Jamaica? Clean. No, I've seen the water, but I'm talking about France. France oh, water France clean. Oh, France water is clean. But Jamaica too now? Yeah, my mom goes all the time. I want to go so bad too. Jamaica too. Me and Munchie, our birthdays are near each other. We might have to plan a trip to Jamaica. Yeah. Once we get that hiccup clear. Yeah, we, we out of here. Get that, get that, uh... Get that get that passport, bro. Get it, and get, when you get that stamp, put it on put it on Instagram. Oh yeah, that's a flex. Stamp. Yeah, cause I got homies that ain't never left uh the surrounding cities of Inglewood. They mm -hmm. Gardena, Hawthorne, South Central. Uh, you know what I mean? They they hella local. Like they ain't never left the city though. So I or they ain't been past Vegas. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like no, nah, I gotta get out this get out the country, go international once on. It was a thirteen hour flight too. Ooh, did you have a did you have a layover or was just in Jer New Jersey? New Jersey. But I'll tell you, if you do, go first class, where you can just lay back and watch a movie and just chill. You ain't got to worry about your legs getting off. Yeah, right man, now. that leg space be getting me, bro. I'm like, oh man, they tripping. First class, I'm gonna tell you that because I went, I didn't go first class. That it beat my knees all the way up. <laughs> and you're you seem kind of tall. Yeah, yeah, when you first yeah. walk, you kind of how tall are you? I'm six four. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, you was in trouble. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know you had to lay to the side of yeah, the I was trying. I was watching a movie, but I could just I just couldn't get comfortable. So I just stayed up the whole thirteen hours. I didn't Oh yeah, I'm for sure taking some sleeping pills. I'm I'm knocking out for thirteen hours. That's a long flight. Yeah. And I thought a five hour flight was crazy. 
Man. 13 hours, my yeah, goodness. 13 hours. So have you, did you plan your next trip yet? Mm-mm. Not yet? Y'all, you, nah. y'all still talking about it? We still talking about it. I'm not, whatever they decide to do, I just got to, you know, build up some uh, PTO time and I'm going to still take it and go. Yeah, I heard that. Live your best life. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what's right. happening, man. He came home, hit the ground running and got it right. You you doing better than most people that's been out this entire time. Not a, not you know utilizing their time right. I got some inspiring sisters, man. They love to travel, so they love to do they they travel. So when I get a chance to travel with them, I'm gonna do it. Oh yeah. Shout out to your sisters. Yeah. Yeah, that be the problem. You need some travel buddies that ain't broke. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That be the problem. Yeah. And that are adventurous and want to try different things. Yeah. And I want to do the same thing that you could do back at home. Mm-hmm. You got to do different things. Yeah, man, because they real, I'm proud of my sisters. They real successful, man. They in the hair business. They got All their right. own salons up north and down south. They they doing their thing. Okay. You better tap in. Yeah, give them a shout out. What's the name of this? Dream Girls. Dream Girls Fine Hair Import. Dream Girls Fine yeah, Hair Import. Everybody Grove, California. In. And then uh, Culver City. I might need to tap in with yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They got, they, they good. Yeah. Or I gotta ask. They already made it clear it ain't no malice. They gonna do it for the culture. Six hundred, cartoon one. They got a boxing match about to get get going. Who you got? No, 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 no. I wanna know. know. What? Let me say this. I'm gonna stay neutral, but. I know cartoon. I was on the Yarba cartoon. Uh huh. He was a beast. Yeah. He was a beast. He yeah. is a beast. Yeah. Uh, I just met Six Hundred uh, when I came home. He seemed to be a fair, cool dude. But on that one, I, I just, I'm just gonna uh, watch it. Oh man, no. <laughs> you just go watch it. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. We already got, we got that. Hey, I thought you was gonna go with the home team. Like, man, Six Hundred for sure. I mean, you know, anything can happen in boxing. Though I'm gonna tell you, man. I thought Earl Spence was gonna beat my beat uh was gonna beat uh Terrence Crawford, but I was going. Only reason why I was leaning a little bit towards Terrence Crawford was because my mother's from Omaha, Nebraska too. She was born in Omaha, Nebraska, so I was like, yeah, mine's is from Omaha, so I, I rock with him a little bit just. But I was, I like, I like Earl Spence and I like Terrence Crawford. I like the respect that they have for each other after the fight and, and before the fight. Hey, no, it's cool. See, they seeing if everybody could see everybody getting in the ring, don't be scared to squabble. You know what I mean? Or the embarrassment. You know they don't go run to guns as fast. You know what I'm saying? Like go ahead. And cartoon called him out. From what I understand, called called he wanted to fight. So we are gonna see how this go. Yeah, see, but cartoon people was getting pitched at on me like they they too small. He didn't want to get. You know what I'm saying? Like, he wants my evenly matched. I know him. I've seen him in action on the yard before, so I know him. He said, "No, I know him. I know him. That's my partner." See, Mara, I don't see. I don't know if you've seen both of them. They both big dudes. You know what I'm saying? I seen six hundred, but I don't know the other gentleman. But whoever got you know the most stamina that can and um, technique, technique, because the footwork is 
that that's where like all the power comes from. The, uh, those feet. Uh, no, hold on, hold on. Well, well, I'm gonna tell you where the power come from. The power come from your legs and your shoulders. Yes. Now you gotta have footwork. If you don't have footwork, you ain't got nothing. Nope. I used to box for 11 years, by the way. Yeah. See, so you already know. So you already know. You gave it away. You shouldn't even say nothing. Yeah. So if you got footwork, then you already know them. Them <laughs> legs and them shoulders is powerful. And 600, he got footwork. He 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 trained, so you, he might have a little edge because he he has he has the uh, the knowledge, the right. boxing knowledge. Because right. I think a boxer can be the street fighter any day to me. Mm-hmm. Oh I yeah, think a boxer can be the street fighter for sure. Because uh, ain't no way in hell. I'm a, and I used to train when I was a kid. I'm gonna let a street fighter whoop my ass. No, I'm gonna use some of this boxing skills I got, and I'm gonna put you on your pocket. I'm gonna do my best too. And one thing about boxing is something that you never lose. It's like it, it's already it's, it's in, in you. you. It's in you, and it's in me. I mean, I can go right now and hit the speed bag. I can go in there. I started back. I said I was gonna start back training with my my, my cousin Edwin, go because he got a, a gym at his house with the bag, everything. So I, I might just get back in there and start because I was doing it in prison. Oh yeah, that's I good. I was hitting the bag. I was doing the speed. The brother Little Tonestone from Blackstone, a slow Dean. That was my coach. Man, can I you jump rope real good? If I keep going, I probably can. You got to get I, it back. I, I, I can triple jump. I can still do it to this day. Triple jump. You know what I'm talking about? box for real? Oh, yeah. That's why I, I, division. I don't think you should have said it. I was gonna. I was getting ready to... Um, it was right before they allowed the Women's Olympics, but I got pregnant with my son, and that stopped me. And oh, then I went right. back um, just to train, just to keep... Just, you know. What do you think about Clarissa Shield and the other bomb gardener? I, I, I'm not familiar with them because no. you know why I kind of stopped uh, watching it after it got a little commercialized and then it was a lot of UFC. I'm not into UFC. Yeah, yeah. Is um, Chris one of the ones with the? Uh, she undisputed. Dark skinned. Uh, I'm talking about the Olymp- the woman with the uh, the Olympic things going on, and they didn't really want to give her her credentials after winning because she said she got more more male hormones than the female hormones. Like you know what I'm I talking about? I don't know. I don't know. All right, we got. You know, tell me I about looked Alex. that one up. I don't know, but I know there's this one. They said there's this one boxer that's real good. She's a female from Detroit. They say she's real good. I don't know her name. Is it Baumgartner or is May, it Clarissa Shield? You could you could be on it. I I don't know, but I know they said that she was really good. I had looked at some of her video. I was like, okay, yeah, she got it. Everybody see my. I remember when I had a fight in prison, man. And as soon as they seen my stance, my dude want to fight me. I put my stance up. It was like, oh, this nigga used to box. Mm-hmm. It was like, damn. Oh, like, man, nigga, you in trouble now. Either I'm going to get beat up or you going to get beat up. I've been wanting to go back to, just, I just had to stop wearing nails, and I, I'm going to go back and just train. Man, I didn't, damn, man. You, you would never think that she Looks is deceiving, and that's why I said yeah. you shouldn't have said nothing, but you know, the cat's out the hat, man. You would be yeah. probably a lightweight, huh? Or a featherweight? Uh, I think I was featherweight. Uh, um, when I was boxing, I was what, like 118? Yeah. This is probably the heaviest I've ever been, to be honest. But I was good. I was good. I was. Man, I bet you was beating your boyfriend up, too. I was. Ooh, I was good. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. I used to train with only men and the Army National Guard, so I was the only girl. She told me about a couple of W's, and she ain't proud of it. You know when you forced like, don't yeah, make me. You know what I'm yeah. saying? She, she ain't proud you of it. You hit that part of that chin, it's over. I would hit that side of that head or that chin. Or that ear is over with. First man yeah. to the chin win. Because one of my street fights, 
the girl um, passed away two years ago, so I don't like to really brag about that just because she passed away. It had nothing to do with me fighting her. I was in high school. She was older than me. She just didn't like me. Long story short, me knowing how to fight, I told her I didn't want to fight her, and um, I knocked her out when she hit the floor. She had a seizure. So, yeah, she it was it was bad. And that was then uh, three weeks later, I got into another fight with a girl. She was trying to fight my cousin and broke her nose. So I was like, this is... I don't want to fight no more. You register them hands. Damn, they, I was man. I was about to get my hands registered, and then I ended up getting pregnant with my son. So my daddy taught me to uh, the art, like self defense. He was in the Marines, so he taught me a little self defense and how to use my hands and stuff. When uh, I know I take that, I took the shit I, I I learned with my cousin boxing. I went to the Hoover Street gym and trained. Uh, I mean, I was a fighter in the neighborhood. Everybody didn't know me. No, Ron Ron was a fighter. He was a fighter in the hood. And that's what I did. But, you know, and as I get older, you know, man, shit, I fuck around and break my wrist or something, man. I'm old, man. Yeah, you're not old. I'm old, man. I don't, you know. <laughs> old is a mindset. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm 52. I'll be 52 tomorrow, man. I feel good. It's a blessing. It is some a people blessing. can't make it to see 20. 25, you know what I'm saying? Shoot, um, 18 nowadays. Yeah, so, you know, that's what I'm saying. We got to we gotta save these kids, man. Yes, sir. Because they don't understand the ripple effect of their actions once they... Sign they, up. Yeah, man. Yes, and for the record, I don't want to fight nobody. I just... See, I'm, that's I'm, what I'm saying. I'm they about to be trying to throw you out there for a celebrity fight. Yeah. Keep, keep your nails on, man. Yeah, keep your I'm, nails I'm, on. I'm, a, I'm prissy. I ain't trying to fight. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, you know, it's, it's all good. I mean, we live and learn from our, our past mistakes, even our accomplishments, man. You know, we accomplish some things, and we feel like we can do better. Let's, I'm going to strive for this now. Like, if you make a mistake or two, man, just, just learn from it and, and keep it pushing, man. Keep yeah. it pushing, man, because I guarantee you keep striving towards the goal you seek, you're going to make it. And once you make it, you're going to you're gonna have another goal that you want to set. You might mm-hmm. bump your head a couple times, but you're going to make it. You just got to have that mindset of, I'm going to do it. I can, I can get there. The goal is to always be better than who you were yesterday. Exactly. And I said that a long time ago. You just took the words right out of my mouth. I was like, now you say that all the time in, in prison. Yeah, you know I read a lot, so you know we probably got that from a book or something. I don't know. I read a lot. I think I got that just from life. Life. That's what. Yeah, that's me. Life, man. We we, like we live. Munchie, you can agree. We live. We lived a life, man. Yes. I mean, I had parents in my life. I had a good family. I got everything, but I still lived a a life of violence, man. I self-imposed on myself. Really, I did that. I'm not blaming nobody for my Likewise. My shortcomings, man, but myself. I did that. My choices and decisions got me where I went, but my life and stages got me where I'm at today. I'm out. Yes. I actually uh, remind Munchie all the time, like, he's a walking testimony. I probably say this every episode. And this weekend, we end up, we all had a blast this weekend. Me, Munchie, and a couple of the friends, Ash Bash. Um, and me and Munchie had like a deep talk just about like, you know, things he's been through. And I was like, you we, you always appear to be happy, like and in good spirits and like you you don't carry this on. Like, and you 
I used to be a severely depressed person prior to me even doing this podcast for just general life stuff that I couldn't even control. It had nothing to do with a man or anything, just general life stuff. And I told Munchie how dare I felt bad, like how dare I be depressed and you're in, you know, you've been through way worse things than I have and you brought out so much happiness in me bringing me out the house I've had I had a blast man, he was drunk yeah. I seen him on there he was, he, we, he was hey, drunk he was, he was singing R.B. <laughs> he gave me a shout out too I heard him too man I was yeah. like look my boy he gave me a shot man yeah, no for sure yeah. hey no hell yeah we was uh karaoke in the car you know I'm an R&B thug really he was yeah. he said he made us play John B. Avant. We was having a blast. I like John B. Though. Yeah, we like had John a blast. B. I like John B. Man. Hey, no, no, no. That was cool, man. Nah, people got to know how to be themselves, and they can't be gangster all day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. You got all that fun. Like. Can, I, can I take another shot? No, take another shot. Can I? I'm gonna uh, send a shout out to my uh, organization. It's called a step towards change, towards uh, juvenile reform. Um, yes. And I would like to go into prisons with it with it as well. I got myself and uh, Ronchelle Mack, who's, who's helping me put everything together from Atlanta. We're doing our thing. We're trying to, you know, just get this thing up going. I'm going to be up in uh, Sacramento probably soon. Cause my my brother-in-law, Marcel, has a podcast. I'm going to get on there, and we're going to just try to push this thing as far as we can. And if you want to be a part of it too much, Hey man, we can go up north too and talk to these kids too, man. Yeah. Right, you gotta get, you gotta get on there. I'm gonna push you. No, 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 no. I, I was trying to say like, I, how to get inside the uh, juvenile halls and yeah. stuff like that. I always wondered though, but you know what I mean. You gotta fill out the application. Um, Baby Spike gave me the app. You gotta go online and fill it out. But uh, once I get it from him again, I'll send it to you. I guess you could fill it out for him. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can do that, man. Cause we need to get up in there and talk to these kids, man. Cause yes, all the hard niggas is dead, man. Or in jail, I'm telling you, man, ain't no hard niggas out here. We we play hard. We 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 know who we are. We ain't letting nothing slide. We 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 doing what we do. But oh yeah, I'm comfortable. Yeah, you my skin. I'm straight. Comfortable about who we are and what we. You know, I'm not proud about what I've done. Don't ever get it twisted. Like I'm proud about my actions and what what took place and all that. But I'm 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 proud about who I am today. That's why I say it's harder to do the, uh, you know, the good thing or positive thing. It's way harder, you know what I mean? Because typically this ain't the cool thing to do, you know what I mean? So, like, you got to be more, you got to be secure with yourself and, and shit like that then. You know what I mean? But I, I'm, I'm cool with what I do. Like, I, I, don't, I ain't dripping. And one thing I could commend Munchie on is that, you know, regardless of what people may say about him, I don't care. Because motherfuckers didn't ask me questions. And I was like, man, listen, man, that's my partner. I don't give a fuck about that. I mean, that's my partner. This is a person I deal with. On my, we have a personal relationship that we I, we deal with each other on. I don't care about all that that y'all talking about because mm -hmm. half the shit y'all be saying or half the shit a, a, a cat to say about somebody don't even be true. Mm -hmm. It don't even be true half the time. So that's why I be like, bro, if y'all don't have y'all information right, why y'all speak on stuff? For half the stuff that people say, even say about him is crazy to to be around him personally. You, I felt the safest. I had the most fun. That he's just like a a ball of energy, you know. Yeah. But for other people that don't get to experience that, you know, yeah. that's just on them. On yeah, but you know, a, a reputation hard to shake though. So you yeah. know, if they, you know, what I'm saying they just know me one way, then you know that's what it is though. But, no. But his reputation might not shake for 50 years, but that, guess That's what? what I mean. within that, Within that 50 years, I bet he do something good. 
Mm-hmm. He's already doing something good, exactly. you know? We all here he's doing something good. About. I just believe something good always going to come about it because if he's striving towards greatness, mm-hmm. you're going to receive greatness. That mm-hmm. part. Yep. Straight and up. like we both said, as long as we are better than who we were yesterday and we learn something, you know, Thank that's you what did. matters the most. Uh, Rama, why don't you shout out um, all of your social medias and then, again, um, your organizations that you're working with? Um, that way we can put them in the description. Okay. Uh, RonnieCool47 is my Instagram and, face- and Facebook page. Uh, Step Toward Change is the organization that uh, I'm working with right now uh, that is really uh, it's my organization, me and those. Uh, couple of people that we're doing. Um, I want to uh, give a shout out to my movie, it's, uh, Birth of a Crypt, the Raymond Washington story. Uh, we pitching it, man. It's, we're just trying to get it going. Um, we know that it, Hollywood is on strike right now, the writers, so we just have to be patient, but this is what we're doing. In my book, uh, In His Own Words, that'll be coming out soon. I may need your expertise on that. I would love to help. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, this is a shout-out to my family, my sisters, my brothers, my aunties, my uncles, cousins, my homies out there. Matt, Matt Ronnie, rest in peace, man. That was my boy. Uh, he did, We just lost him a few days, like last week, 59 years old. That's, That's crazy. Bad. But uh, yeah, um, to the cold community, Crenshaw, Daria, Inglewood, whatever. Aren't you be you? You know, I'm shout Thank out you. to all y'all. <laughs> and uh, my birthday tomorrow. Rest in peace to my mom. She died on my birthday, so I'm gonna go visit her tomorrow. Um, it's just all good. I love life. I love being free. And let's just keep keep it going. And I would love for y'all to invite me back. We oh, would yeah. love to have you back and happy early birthday. Rest in love to your mommy. Thank you, thank you. And ladies, he is single. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and give your shout outs, Munch. Oh uh, man, shout out to everybody. You know what I mean? We do this every, you know what I'm saying? But everybody follow the new Richard Hart uh, Instagram, underscore Richard Hart, spelled how it's supposed to be spelled. It's underscore Richard Hart. And uh, yeah, and, and, and birth of a crib. You know, I'm gonna be one of the Domos in there, so everybody watch out for me. You know what I'm Go ahead, right? Um, you didn't give your Instagram. I ain't tripping. I'm just I'm focused on Rachel Hart underscore Rachel Hart podcast. Everybody go follow that. You know what I'm saying? We go have that in the description also. We just kicked off the uh, Instagram page. Go tap in with it. And what do you want to say about your, your latest song? Like, going uh, okay, on, on the intro, on the outro, it's called uh, "Make It Out" featuring me, my boy Dizzy and Roshi. You know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah, none, yeah, make a uh, uh, make a way. You know what I'm saying? Make it out. My bad. I've been drinking. It, it's <laughs> he does yeah. every time. Yeah, yeah. make That's it out though. So you know what I'm saying? On the intro, on the outro, you know, sing go tap in with that. Your boy L, uh, what's his name? L, the one you used to rap with all the time. The big, the big dude with the beard that you used to rap with. Who me? Yeah. Uh, uh, uh to my L, uh, LZ Turner. No, L. Uh, he go by initials from I think he from Nine Dudes. Oh, LT. Yeah, LT. What happened to him? Oh, yeah, no, that's my boy. He he out to stay here in Oklahoma. Like he tight, too, man. Yeah, no, he dope, man. He, he went out there, had a gang of kids, and settled in it. You know what I'm saying? He popped up. Shout out my boy, LT. Um, Ron Ron, if you need me to narrate in the movie at any given time, I would love to be a narrator. I got you. Did you act? Uh, I, I could do whatever you need me to do. I, w- I always wanted to be an actress. <laughs> Don't forget. I, 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 I'm staying in touch with y'all. So, I mean, I, I'm 
I'm gonna do it. I mean, if I win, I want everybody to win. Everybody. That part win again. Yes. Um, yes, make sure you guys follow our Rich at Heart podcast Instagram and then make sure you follow my Instagram underscore Mariah with four H's underscore. Um, y'all know I'm the executive assistant for Trap LA as well as working with street gangs and yeah, the princess of the pot. Rich at Heart, we out of here. We out of here. Right, we make it out. Cause we didn't take the safer route Now it's ownership and bank accounts It's the beef what they cake about Young and black on that paper route They never thought we'd make it out Never thought we'd make it out Cause we didn't take the safer route Now it's ownership and bank accounts It's the beef what they cake about Young and black on that paper route They never thought we'd make it out I'll fuck with your music, nigga. I see you, nigga. Keep going, nigga. On blood. That shit is good, nigga. It's good energy, nigga. It's good for you, nigga. To show, nigga, you can do it no matter what, nigga. No matter what, nigga, you can do it, nigga. Believe that, nigga. So keep pushing the cold line, nigga. Keep popping, nigga. On blood. I'll be home soon to fuck with it, nigga. We'll see. We'll see.